This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Derek here. Fabian here. I uh, hope everyone had a good Labor Day weekend. We've got a uh, four-pack of stories here. Yes, so we why do. don't you kick us off with Michael Jackson? So we have a special airing tonight on Fox at 8, 7 Central. Check it out. Um, it's called Who Really Killed Michael Jackson? And we have an exclusive clip from that special. Uh, Spoiler alert, it's not Conrad Murray. It's like not Conrad thinks. Murray. Yeah. It is Michael Jackson's ex-wife and the mother of his children, Debbie Rowe. And it's kind of an interesting clip. So Debbie Rowe sat down for this interview with us, and she's basically saying that she was she used to work for this dermatologist in Beverly Hills named Dr. Arnold Klein, who I guess was famous back then, really rubbed shoulders with some famous people. and Really alleged, wanted access to And allegedly, at least according to Debbie, allegedly supplied a lot of famous people with a lot of drugs, including powerful painkillers and she and she says that Arnold Klein would basically trade drugs for invites to these parties and basically just for access to the celebrity lifestyle um and she says that he was plying Michael Jackson with Demerol and drugs for months leading up to his death so basically Dr. Klein seems to have have a hand at least in part uh, to Michael's death. Yeah, I mean, the documentary is sort of fascinating because everyone associates Michael Jackson's death with Conrad Murray, who was the guy by his bedside, the last doctor uh, to attend to Michael before he died. And got charged. Um, But it really reveals that the addiction problem and the the, substance abuse went a lot further. And, yeah. and, and, and you know, Michael, by the end of his life, had something like 19 aliases. He was getting scripts from everywhere. And apparently, Dr. Klein, who Debbie Rowe worked for... Yeah, uh, I, think and that, was, I think that's actually how she met Michael Jackson. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So he did like use he this doctor, and, you know, she ended up being the mother of, of his children. But, right. you know, it sounds like he would... Go to these parties and bring Percocets, yeah. bring Demer, bring uh, bring Percocets, bring uh, what else? Quaaludes, I've heard. Right. And she she says they were out Just on, put a, them in a, candy on dish. a candy dish for people. It, it sounds like a '70s swinger party. You see, I've seen it, movies it, where it there's a dish eyes full wide of shut, stuff. kind of. To be yes. honest. <laughs> Um, so it's it's pretty fascinating though because he's not a name that you hear a lot. If you're really a big Michael Jackson fan, you'd heard of Arnie Klein before. Sure. But if you're sort of a casual observer of things that go on, yeah, uh, this guy's kind of flown under the radar for sure. And it's it's interesting because Debbie Rowe, like the fact that she spoke to us and wanted to get this off her chest, you can tell that yeah. this is eating her up because in the special she alludes to the fact that she feels partly responsible as well for what happened to Michael Jackson because again he was getting. Plied with drugs, like apparently day after day yeah. after day. We, there's surveillance video from within their office of him going in, f- seemingly alert, fully alert, and then coming out looking like a zombie. Yeah. Um, and it all stems from him, I guess, like with the accident with the Pepsi commercial, he burned himself. And from, I guess, dating back then, he'd been on these powerful opioids and whatnot. Sure. Uh, including Demerol. So it's just, it's a sad, uh, it's a and sad she, thing. She brings a fascinating perspective. So like I said, she's the mother of his children. So she's in Michael Jackson's personal sphere, but she also worked with Dr. Arnie Klein right. in, in a professional capacity. So she really has a unique perspective yeah, to, she's kind to of bear on everything. She yeah. is the bridge on telling this entire story. Um, I'm, I'm 
looking forward to it because I, I think I, you know, I, I think it's good for these deep investigations. A few years removed. I mean, he died in two thousand nine. Right. Or, geez, lots of years removed. Thirteen yeah, years without like Michael Jackson. Plus away. Yeah. It's remarkable. <laughs> I um, still remember the day it happened. Actually, to be honest, it with really you. is. It's one of those yeah. moments like nine eleven, like the Kennedy assassination, that I think people sort of remember where they were, yeah. remember how they consume the news. I remember that TMZ broke the story. I had I didn't work at TMZ at the time. Neither did you. This no, is long no, before no, our no. time. I was just a child back then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you were a kid. I was not so much a kid. I was working right. at a law firm, but I remember the story sort of breaking, and it was it was massive, and and it, it still sort of resonates to this day. I think you'll see that a lot of people um, will be interested in this documentary and want to see sort of what the real story is, because a lot of it was shrouded as the as the information sort of dribbled out. People coalesced around this idea that Conrad Murray was responsible for Michael Jackson's death. And this documentary has a different perspective on things. It does. And one other thing I'll note is that I don't want to bait people with the Debbie Rowe interview, even though she does not do interviews. This is an exclusive one. It, it's rare. She does not talk about Michael Jackson. We should just say that up front. She doesn't get personal. So if you're looking for tea about MJ, right. you're not going to get it from Debbie. But she does talk about Dr. Klein and his relationship with Michael Jackson, which is fascinating in and of itself. Yeah. The purpose of the documentary is not to really be an expose no, on, on no. Michael Jackson's life writ large. This right. is a really focused investigation of what contributes to his death right. and, and and the popular conception of Conrad Murray is actually deeper than that it's not as if he was not responsible at all but he By was way, sort of he's the on, he's man. in the interview he's in the he's special there. too he's he, in our special yeah and it's good to sort of hear from him because I think he's shouldered a lot and and, yeah. and some of it you know sort of fair at, at the For time sure. he was he was the attending physician he had a lot to do with the propofol administered that night right. uh, but it's a broader story and I think it's good to realize that drug addiction is not a one night affair no, you know it is not. something if that it, accumulates over time yeah. exactly and I think this does this documentary does a lot to explore it. So, like Fabian said, it airs tonight. It's at eight seven central on Fox. Yeah, it's a, it's eight o'clock local time on Fox. So basically, whatever local time you're in, it'll air at that time on eight o'clock on your local Fox station. And then the next day, it's going to be on Hulu streaming, so you can catch it there as well. Uh, so check it out. It's called Who Really Killed Michael Jackson. It's really good. I know Harvey's super proud of it. Dr. Conrad Murray was convicted of killing Michael Jackson. But that's not the real story. Who really killed Michael Jackson? Doctors like Arnold Klein, who regularly plied patients with opioids. People died. In some way, I was part of it. Give me a minute. I will always love Michael. There's a lot of folks to blame that have never had a reckoning. TMZ investigates who really killed Michael Jackson, September 6th on Fox. Uh, and with that, I think we can go ahead and uh, move on to our next big story. God, this one is just... This is massive. This is And huge. you're a movie buff, so I'm, you I'm really a, care about this. I'm a big this. movie I'm a guy. Movie buff. I was watching this yesterday. I was I was actually watching the entire Venice Film Festival and the premiere of Don't Worry Darling in general. Yes. There's a lot, of, a lot of drama. But let's focus on Harry Styles apparently spitting on Chris Pine and it, it was caught on video. And so set this up for me. They're, they're, they're sitting on stage. Chris Pine is already sitting down. He's next to Olivia Wilde, the director of the film. Yes. And this is before the movie's even screened. Before so it screens. So Olivia Wilde is already seated. Chris Pine is already seated. Harry Styles is coming into his seat, which is uh, right next to Chris Pine. To rapturous applause. I mean, yes. Harry Styles has become such a huge celebrity. Oh my God. Very, sure. very quickly. He's now yes. like, I, I think of him kind of like the young David Bowie, sort of a little he's bit a out there. Bowie, but for sure. Yes. Yes, yes, uh, yes. So he's walking out. Chris <laughs> is already sitting there, has a sort of bemused look on his face. Right. And he's, to, and, and, to this and he's clapping. Everyone's yes. clapping for Harry as he's coming in. And as he's plopping himself down in the motion of doing that, he apparently, and it looks like it to me, he, he apparently like kind of leans forward in Chris Pine's lapsed direction. Yes. 
seems to purse his lips, seems to purse his lips. That's kind of what I perceive, at least. Look, I perceive it as well, but go yeah, on. Yeah, and he- But, but, he, but, he, but the telltale is the reaction. Yes, he apparently spits and then sits down as if nothing happened. And Chris Pine, mid-clap, everyone's clapping as, as well, including Chris Pine, he stops mid-clap and, and seemingly in shock, looking down at his lap, as if to, as if saying, it he's is sort mine. of incredulous. Did he, this he, just happen? Exactly. Yes. He's like, did this? Did you really just spit on me, bro? That's yeah. kind of the thought in that I think is in front of an this, audience. Yes, and then eventually he kind of like looks up and is like smiling to himself, and it kind of looks over to Harry like. Harry looks a little self-satisfied as if he I does. did that and he I can't does. be caught. He doesn't make eye contact with him. Then not sort of You're rush right. to say an apology, right. which would also be consistent with not spitting on him. There's nothing to apologize for if yes, he didn't spit on him. Frankly, so it's, it's hard to read. It's I like wanna, as a pruder I film. Say, I, I do believe he spit on him. It looks to me like he spit on him. The jury is out because there's no conclusive evidence. There's different angles, which people can go see on our site. You can go see the video on our site too, by the way. Um, well, neither has said anything neither yet, has which said anything. to me indicates there's a little bit of smoke. Yes, and, the, and again, your, uh, Chris Pine's reaction says at all in my opinion and yeah. it's 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 fascinating because if he did spit on him and if harry continued on and carried on the way he did it's diabolical it really because he basically he knows you you're first of all you're a pro you're not going to say anything right exactly. now you're not going to make you're a not going to blow this moment up you're and not, stand up you're and not going to make me. a scene look i know it's easier said than done especially in hindsight and it's i'm not trying to play tough guy here but if somebody spit on me i would i would certainly do or say something it's pretty tough not to have an immediate reaction sort of you know and he yes, did it. he Chris did Pine have an immediate a, reaction yes but it was sort of more incredulous and didn't it didn't look it was like contained. he was going to stand up it was, yes, contained. it was very tightly contained now chris pine has been an actor for longer than harry styles he which has. i think is key here he's he's the consummate professional he his is. reputation is as the nicest chris out Absolutely. there when they talk about the you know chris hemsworth the he's chris known for having Evans. the flip phone and everything yes. he's got this very good reputation people love chris pine now my question is let's break this down more because yeah, yeah, I, yeah. i'm fascinated by it. the movie <laughs> is fraught uh there are lots of problems going on with olivia wilde and, oh and shia God. labeouf's former involvement in the film whether he was fired then, or and, whether he yes. uh, quit the film has been an object of fascination shia says yes. i left the film he, he released i think an audio tape yeah so we, we we've been covering this on on the movie crashers podcast and by the way we're gonna get into this in more depth today on movie crashers as well but to your point, this is the cherry on top of what was already a yes. very drama-filled Sunday. Not, yes. not, this was happening on Monday. I'm talking about a Sunday ice cream is what I mean. Um, but yes, like Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh, there's perceived rumored beef there. And, yes. but, and the fact that Florence Pugh actually showed up late, she she skipped the presser, right. but still made it for the red carpet and then made it for the premiere. And, she, and by the way, during the standing ovation at the end of the movie for Florence Pugh, because apparently she did really well in this movie, the movie itself is getting mayor reviews. But anyway, but when she was getting her round of applause at the end, Olivia Wilde is far removed. She's on the yeah. end of the aisle away. And if you look at Florence Pugh, and you because I was looking at all the photos, sure. she never interacts directly with Olivia Wilde at all that day. It doesn't look in her direction at all. So I think that there's some there's some fire here. We're all the there's all this the smoke. I think there's this actually is... fire. And Har Harry and Olivia obviously are, are, are together. Are together. Or maybe, this... maybe they're not because they didn't even sit next to each other. They didn't show up to Venice together. I, I don't know that interesting. what's did going he, on. Did he come out and was he sort of upset to see Chris not leave the seat open next to Olivia. No, no, no. I wonder if that factored I, I have, it. I have a theory. So, because there's, they're, they're, they were doing press. So basically the way it works is you show up, you're all doing press together. There's the main press conference, right? Which mm -hmm. is where everyone's sitting at the same table. But there's also, they're all, each person's kind of paired off separately too to do okay. different interviews. Harry and Chris were paired together in their own interview. And if, I watched the interview. Oh, interesting. It, was, it was with a different outlet. Okay. But they were paired together. Harry, was there tension in that interview? There was, dude. Oh, no, I, I, I'm going to go tell, I'm, I'm going to go tell Brad about this in a second okay. because there's the interview. Tell us here, new. This, so, is, this is fresh this news. This is fresh news. So basically in that interview where it's just Harry and Chris, Harry's taking the lead in answering all the questions 
And frankly, his answers are are silly. Like he sounds yes. like a he sounds like a dope a- answering these questions. And he's talking about he's I'll a little just, out of his depth as, as a, a little in, bit. in the thespian circles. It sounds like to and me. He, I've seen and him. you see Harry kind of taking the lead, and Chris Pine is just sitting back, far removed, checked out, and he's you can hear him listening, and he seems to kind of swallow and grimace a little bit oh, at boy. one of his answers. And I think it's possible that Harry might have. Been picked up on that. Picked up on that or been notified about it by his team later and said, hey, did you see this Chris Pine thing? Because it, it was getting picked up in like live in the moment, right? Got it. And it's possible. It's possible. I don't know if this is true. This is just a theory, but I think Harry Styles might have seen that. And in a fit of peak, and also, talked one on Yes, it. and also <laughs> when, when Florence Pugh arrived yes. at the red carpet, Chris Pine, he, first of all, he doesn't have a, a cell, a, a, an iPhone. He has no, he has a flip phone camera. Yeah. He had an old school like uh, film camera with him and he was taking pictures of Florence on the red carpet. Like really like, yes, babe, like, you know, it's a jokey. It was a jokey thing. So maybe factions have been uh, formed. Lines, yeah, factions have been formed. So. There's lines drawn. I Chris Pine so. maybe a Florence Pugh uh, acolyte or, or yes, fan. I, and, and I think, I, I think that's what's going on. This it's, is fascinating. I don't know why is. it seems very old school. Nineties, The 90s and the early 2000s used to have a lot of drama on they set. There were, there were storylines. A lot of feuds. Yes. A lot of storylines on Feuds are movies. dead. They're dead. I, I mean, I remember Mr. and Mrs. Smith was a huge movie. Yes. But the the the, the plot of the movie was secondary to the drama between Jennifer Angelina Aniston, Jolie, yeah, Jennifer Aniston, and Brad Pitt. 100%. It was the movie where maybe Angelina and Brad fell in love. That right. was always the rumor. Jennifer Aniston, sort of the, the wife left behind. Yeah. So there were these storylines. This is the first movie I've seen it in is. the modern era where the story, where the, the, the bad, movie looks kind of cool. It looks like stuff, a Stepford Wives kind of movie. Yeah, that's, uh, people say it's a knockoff of that. And we'll sure. say I'm going to see the movie when it comes out the, later this month. But, but you're right. Like, completely obscured the, the, the by drama, the drama. The drama in the background is at the forefront of the conversation. It's That's, fascinating to it me. Is, it is so, really, so let I me love ask you it. This. I love it. Let me take a step back. So let's say that Chris Pine comes out and says, uh, he was obvi- obviously upset about something. And yeah, he, he, he spit on me. What does this do to Harry Styles, who right now is cresting as one of the most important pop stars, uh, sort of broader than a pop star. If, if this movie takes off, he will be a movie star. Does this Isn't, derail yes. him? Does this sort of launch him? Does it? Is there an anti-Chris Pine sentiment that, there, that, the, that the, erupts? What if, is going to go first on? First of all, here? the video, I think, speaks for itself. And, and people make their own decisions, but like he's going to have to address this. I think Harry is, is going it's, to have to address it because the people are reaching out to reps. Like rep, the, uh, queries are out yes. at this point. Like the, the, the reach out to reps is out there, so they're going to have to respond eventually. Spitting and is so disrespectful. It I'm is. Not sure and, how he and, handles and, it. And if I got to be honest. Them. Like based on what I can see, it does look like he spits on them. And if that is in fact true, I think this puts a stand on Harry Styles because he's got too. this like kind of like this like perfect it boy thing about him. He's very. You know, very pro LGBT. He's got a lot of goodwill yes. with a lot of people right now, and I and his fans are kind of crazy, frankly, not yes. to be mean, but they're a little rabid. So they're going to get behind him no matter what. But like, just generally from like regular people, I think this puts a stand on like, who is this guy? Like, I'm going to follow this closely because Chris hasn't. Chris Pine could have rushed. Chris is to like clarify. a 50 year old man. He, yeah, he's an older actor yeah. now, and he could have rushed to clarify. This guy didn't spit on me. It's a weird right, angle. We didn't. We're co-stars. He hasn't said anything, and that's what not. has led to all the suspicion. Uh, we will continue to follow will. this because we this will. is fascinating. Obviously, catnip for us right are you ready to shop Ragaton's big give week is back get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores including Ray-Ban Good American and Ulta Ragaton is how in the no shoppers get the best savings they shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during big give week May 6th to May 13th the cash back rates are even bigger I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics And you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. 
Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Let's move on for now to uh, sort of a sadder story. That was a yeah. sort of fun. I mean, it's spit, obviously. Yeah, it's, it's, a little, it's upsetting, but it's a, it's a fun, it's juicy, juicy gossip. This is, this is a, a continuation of the sad saga of Britney Spears' yeah. post-conservatorship life. So now her son, all the all the attention has shifted to her sons, Jaden and Sean Preston. These yes. are her sons with Kevin Federline. Uh, Jaden gave an interview uh, where he expressed uh, some, some, you know, some upset that he tended to be favored um, as as one of the two sons, and that made him uncomfortable. She, and he's she, the younger sort of, one. He is the younger son, right. and and he says Brittany favored me, and it was sort of awkward for me to watch and witness how little attention she gave to my brother Preston. Right. Uh, Brittany, rather than sort of sitting back and sort of taking the high road, has gotten in the mud with her sons, which is a very yeah. strange approach. She re- released another audio file. Um, so, so take a listen. This is what she has to say about how her son Jaden has been commenting on her in the media. So Jaden, as you undermine my behavior, just like my whole family always has with, I hope she gets better. I will pray for her. Pray for what? I keep working so I can pay off mom's legal fees in her house. Do you guys want me to get better so I can continue to give your dad 40 grand a month? Or is the reasoning behind you guys deciding to be hateful is because it's actually over in two years and you don't get anything. And if I didn't shower you guys with gifts and have amazing food ready and play a motherfucking saint, it was still never good enough. This is awful. It's, it's yeah. awful to listen to a mother it, sort of speak of her I, sons in this way. I do. It's coming from a place of pain, though. That seems this family needs some therapy, but not to air these things publicly. And I got to say, like, I know I'm happy that Britney Spears is out of her conservatorship. I, I think she was in it for way too long. That that's separate than, than this now. Without that, I Britney agree. Spears is out. I gotta say, every every time she speaks, it gets uglier and uglier. She she's not well spoken. She's just uh, just spouting off whatever comes to her mind, and she's not filtered or polished. And I gotta say, especially when you're aiming at your young kids, it looks bad. This is a bad look, and she sounds vulgar. She sounds well. She this makes, is, she, this she, is she, low class behavior, in my opinion. I'm not trying to be mean to Britney Spears. No, but this listen, is low that's, class. That's an opinion a lot of people share. Uh, look to to put the target on on your young sons. At one point during the audio, she says uh, that he's sort of parroting his father, his his grandfather, her father, yeah. Jamie Spears. And that's really fighting words because we know what Jamie thinks of her father. Right. And if she has any of those emotions towards her son, who really is just an innocent in all of this, she can, she can have a, a sort of big sort of uh, conflict with her father. But Jaden and Sean Preston, regardless of what you think of them, didn't do anything to sort of deserve this kind of upbringing. And yes, no. she brings up the money, which I think is quite gauche. I mean, it's, it's well known yes. that she is the breadwinner. She's much more successful in a professional sense than Kevin Fe- Line ever was. Yeah. But yeah, he collected 40 grand and he, and he largely raised those two boys. He I did. mean, they weren't with her for a large portion of their life. Remember, the conservatorship started, lasted 13 years. Yeah. These boys are, uh, I think, 15 and 16. Yeah. That's the vast majority of their life where their mother was laboring under a conservatorship, which she obviously didn't like. Right. Uh, and as, and as you know, you know, sort of occasioned a lot of pain on, on Britney. I yeah. feel sad when I listen to this stuff. I don't feel I do. mad at Britney necessarily. I feel sad that this is playing out in such a public setting i agree and and to the uh, the whole point about like oh like you're just maybe this is about money like you're not you're you're getting off the gravy train in a couple years i gotta be honest the, i think the kids want to get so Saying far your away kids are on a gravy train yeah 
I think the kids want to get so far away from Britney, and I think that they can't wait until they're 18 and just kind of just wipe their hands with all of it and just move on with their lives. Because, I hope, like you think there will be some reconciliation, though. I mean, their no. mother is Britney Spears, and she is because they they said battling some demons. You're right, and I think and they may see her that way. The uh, kids said publicly through their father as well that there's they're stepping away from Britney because they don't like her public behavior, and in response to that, what is she, what do they get? More public behavior from Britney Spears. So that's she's only pushing them away further. It's it's sad and it's her access to social media which was a big bone of contention during the conservatorship I don't think has been a net positive in her no, life now, you don't. can have your views on whether yeah. the conservatorship some people conservatorship see it as was refreshing or whatever but I don't this is Ugh. tacky and just sad in my opinion it's, it's it's a very very tough situation I don't see it getting better anytime soon no, either she's still battling legally her father in court there's depositions scheduled all sorts of things like that yeah. I don't see that sort of thawing in any meaningful way she has Matt Rosengart sort of He's not her conservator, obviously. The conservatorship right. ended, but he is her new advocate. And it's she very is. strange to watch a lawyer become your advocate because a lawyer's mode, I, I, I'm an attorney, is the default is contentious conflict. We resolved through conflict. Mm. And therapists and other type of people resolve through amicably. consent and amicable yes. means. So I don't know. And this is not to blame sort of Matt Rosengard. There he's, are he's fights a bit to of be a pivot, fought. isn't he? But yeah, yeah. When, you, when you orient yourself that way and if you're the main voice in her ear, she may be more combative. It's, right. just, it's just my sort and of also, opinion. What, where, where's Sam in all this? Does he even exist anymore? Like, what is his role? And I don't even, I don't even want to talk you're about You're right. It. He's Let's... been very quiet throughout this. He does voice some support uh, for her issues with her sons, but sort of mild yeah. he knows he's the new guy on the block yes. and he's, he's not going <laughs> he to just, you know he knows his place intrude <laughs> um so speaking of knowing their place this is a fascinating oh little story God. this as was well. this was probably one of the biggest stories of the weekend uh tell me about I, it. it's it's equally scalding of tea as, as as the whole chris pine thing but so larza pippen was photographed hanging out in miami with michael jordan's uh, second oldest child, which is his son, Marcus, yes. who is 31 years old. Larsa, I believe, not is like... Not a kid anymore. That's not that, a kid. That, that's going to play into this. Larsa is 48. She's 48, so she's 17 years his senior. Um, and I got to... And look, there's no PDA, so we, we got the photos of them. They're out sit, at a Japanese restaurant they're, they're called sitting, Zuma in Miami. They're sitting down together. Apparently, they were on some sort of double date. They're, they're, there's no PDA that we could see, and then our eyewitnesses are telling us there was no PDA as well, but they're sitting together. They're also leaving together. He's yes. trailing very closely behind... I think apparently when Larsa was I noticed, think, some people say she looked uncomfortable. That, yes, that the attention was that upon when, her. Once she started noticing people notice her, she got a little skittish. Can't imagine her uncomfortable with attention. But yes, anyway, but I gotta say, I, it seems that they're together. They're hooking up or they're banging or whatever. I don't know. I, and, and we have to give context for why this matters. So Michael yes. Jordan, obviously, the Last Dance was a huge documentary. Well, yes. that that documentary didn't go down well with Scottie Pippen. No, and there's always been sort of a, a, a tense relationship w between those two. Because if you yes. watch basketball in the '90s. Uh, Scottie Pippen was largely responsible for the success of, of, the, Chicago, yeah. of the Chicago Bulls. You're right. And he really was. He would always guard the toughest competitor on the uh, on the court. Uh, he got sort of clutch blocks and steals. Not things that necessarily fill up a statue. Michael Jordan was the preeminent scorer right. on that team. The offense ran through but him. Michael he was a great did not defender. achieve the, the success he got until Scottie came along. He needed Scottie. Remember, did. he was a not a fairly one-dimensional guy early in his career. He scored a ton of points, yeah. but then he really rounded out his game, uh, became a, a great defender, but Scottie really was the glue. He was. Now, Michael can always say that when I left for those two seasons, Scotty didn't get it done. And that's 100% true that's as well. True. They won three before he retired. Uh, but Michael wasn't getting it, getting it done before Scotty came along either. That's so right. both are true. And these guys both have huge egos and both yes. have a point. And some people have come out and defend them. Uh, Gary Payton has said, look, Scotty was very important, but he's gotten his due. People know Scotty and other yeah, people yeah, have yeah. said Scotty didn't get his due. So right. this is a tough relationship. Now, Scotty must see this. They've, he hasn't been with Larsa for years. They had right. sort of a, a strange divorce and he's right. had some financial issues over the years but uh this 
has got to hurt. And I don't know who it hurts more. I think Michael probably enjoys watching this. Oh my God, for sure. He's relishing this. Yeah. 100%. But the thing, the reason why this is even deeper is because Larza Pippen, supposedly, allegedly, rumored, whatever, during her marriage with Scotty, especially toward the end, there were there's rumors and stories that she was cheating on him a lot yeah. with with future and also you know and Larza, yeah, there's a lot of yes rumor, and, La- and Larza this, another reason this is kind of and I'm not trying to be mean to Larza but look she she's a, she hangs out with a lot of guys she's a lot Malik ra- Beasley I think yeah like was, a lot of NBA players a lot of young guys she's just always around some kind of young dude or whatever right and there's always speculation that she's like she's hooking up with who whoever mm-hmm. now she's with MJ's son and this hits close to home for Scotty because it's, you're so. with the son of my, what I would consider my, like, mortal enemy these days or whatever. Maybe they're not mortal enemies. But my, my no, but there's a tough relationship Yeah, there. so it's like, it, it it stings even deeper than than any anybody else. And when we got these photos, I was like, I was shocked. And I, we and we published them. Sure enough, it started getting, it started trending. It was... And I agree with you. I think Michael Jordan, the person I've learned who he is from watching Last Dance. Oh, he's a I don't petty know, man. There's a, there's Very, a pettiness there. Absolutely. I think he may be relishing this and rubbing his hands together. Because to see his son with his, not arch enemy is the wrong way of putting it. You're right. Like he was on another team. But his uh, a guy who he has some, uh, some tough feelings about yes. and, some, and some and some yeah. So I feel bad for Scotty Pippen here. Fascinating though. Uh, but anyway, so I guess that's a good place to leave it. This uh, is all drama. It I is. love it. It's, so it's a great Michael way Jackson to come back from the, from the weekend. Um, anyway, go check out the Michael Jackson documentary. Airs at eight p.m. on Fox, and we will check in with you guys next time. See you then. Take it easy. Hold up. 